I'm back for season two and I'm also back from my yoga teacher training and it feels so different to record and in a good way. And I'm so excited for today's return episode. I have so much to share and I feel like I grew a lot and I really took away so many life lessons from this month-long experience that I just had in Ecuador and I'm going to tell you all about it. But if you're just joining because we met at yoga training and it's your first time listening to Getting Off Track, welcome and thank you for taking the time to listen to my creative project. So this season, my little Ecuadorian traveling tour, (laughs) which is basically a yoga season. I did just complete my 200 hour yoga teacher training in Ecuador at this place called Safi Farms. Shout out to my yoga school. And this season, I have a few episodes that I recorded with some of my teachers and actually Angela's sister, who ironically also went to this yoga school that I went to without even me knowing. Long story long, the way I found this yoga training, I was looking at all these different places, Bali, Portugal, Thailand, and then Angela made a suggestion that I should look into Ecuador because her sister lives there and she was going to host a retreat. But then there's been a lot of stuff happening in Ecuador with the cartel and the government. And so it's technically not the safest place right now. But I do have to say that where I was on the farm, I felt super safe because we were in the mountains and far away from the heat of it all. But anyways... I saw these pictures on like booking retreats for this uh, place and I was like, oh my god, this is totally it. This is such the vibe, like seems very communal, seems super together and I want to be there. So then there was like this whole long journey to get there, like literally the day that I was leaving from my house to Los Angeles for my flight. Um, one, my flight got canceled and delayed to the next day. And then two, I, I got like this notice that the cartel had taken over like a newsroom in Ecuador and there was just like a lot of turmoil going, but I had like Angela's sister there who was like out to brunch and I was talking to the guy who owns the, um, yoga school and he was like, no, everything's all good and everything's all fine. So like me being so far away, I'm like, oh my god, do I go to this place? Because there's a lot of things happening that might, you know, push me away from it. But my heart was like, no, just go. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but you will be safe. You will be fine. And it was just like this challenge to enter the country. And I did feel a little, like, nervous to get off of the plane and enter the airport. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to walk out and get taken and kidnapped which might not be the best thing to say, but (laughs) it's how I felt. And 
it all worked out. So this season I interviewed like a few of my teachers and I have like other interviews with people who I recorded with before I went and I'm definitely still gonna post those but right now I'm just feeling called to post these episodes um, and these conversations because it's so fresh and I want to challenge myself after coming back with creating from the heart and not from this nervous side of oh are people gonna like this or what but just genuinely creating from the heart and taking my time with these episodes because I think a fear that I've had in the past is like well if I don't talk fast people are gonna lose interest and engagement and something that I really took away from my trip is (laughs) chilling honestly and just like slowing down and I'll have to tell you all about that whole lesson uh in a minute but so many good things and i'm feeling so refreshed i went straight from the airport to work actually which i'm so grateful that i wanted to go to work and i'm so grateful to have the opportunity to work for the florist still and like i would have dreaded it and probably pushed my flight back had this been any other job but I was like you know what I'm indifferent about staying or going home so that's a good feeling to have to leave a place and be like okay like I'm gonna miss it versus like get me the fuck out of here you know what I mean there's really no structure to this episode that I'm thinking about but I kind of just want to tell you about my whole yoga teacher training experience and kind of like explain all these things that I've learned and as the weeks go on I'm gonna continue to like review my notes and I think like this podcast is gonna evolve into a more like yogic or spiritual or philosophical podcast with like different topics of existential crises no has that not already been what my podcast is all about existential crises constantly however The mind is so addicted to stress and also addicted to like this high feeling. Like I'm constantly chasing the highs and the lows and I feel like the yoga training really helped me to just like flow and ease and remind myself to choose ease and chill versus like always trying to be chasing or always trying to be the best. And... I think that's a good thing because as somebody who's constantly in a state of like I gotta feel good or I like I'm feeling super anxious like that's super high and low um yeah it's good for me to remind myself like okay I don't need to do that all the time so let me start from the beginning of the training I already told you about like some of the challenges that it took to get into the country But once I got there, I stayed with Annabelle, who you'll hear from, and she's living in Ecuador. She teaches yoga and makes jewelry and is just like living life. And I think it's so inspirational to hear people's stories who are living this way. And I've been living this way kind of for like a year now officially. And Still, I'm waiting for the ball to drop to be like, okay, I gotta go back to the corporate nine to five or this was all a dream and it's time to go back to reality. 
But I think after going through this experience at the yoga training, I'm like, this is my reality. I'm going all over the place, so enjoy the ride. But at the end of the training, literally the last day when I'm leaving my room with my roommate, shout out Aline, I love you. And she also just left her old life. She just moved. She just quit her job. I also interviewed her. Basically, we were standing at the end of our room and I was like, holy shit, this just happened. We just had this experience that I never in a million years would have thought I would be doing. But I did it and it's never felt so right. And I looked at this room through the lens of I just accomplished something that I actually did want to accomplish. And I also looked at it through the lens and perspective of two years ago, Nicole, who was working in the grocery industry and living this sales life. And it was crazy to me that I actually went through it. And I think that's just the point of what I'm trying to say right now is like, there was a point at the end where I was just like, I did it. And I'm on this path. So going back to when I came in. So Annabelle let me stay with her for a couple nights and it was so fun and amazing. We had the best balance of going out and experiencing nightlife, but they had curfews. So it was great because we got to go home at 9 p.m. and we were all like, yes, this is the life. We love this. And I got to meet some of her friends. There was a going away party and then the second going away party. There was just so much celebration happening. And... That is like the type of lifestyle that I want to incorporate more celebration of just anything and of other people. I saw so many people within this going away party just supporting this girl to move to Mexico to pursue film. And I'm like, damn, really the possibilities of how you move through life are endless. And I think the reason why I talk so much about this alternative lifestyle is because we really only see this grind life highlighted. Maybe more recently with social media and influencers and stuff like that. It might not seem like anyone's working, but it's like all about a balance and it's both. You have people who are really living life and like finding ways to make money to sustain this lifestyle and you have people who are like really making a lot of money to sustain that type of lifestyle you know so yeah going into the training we had like our opening ceremony at three and I was late. <laughs> no surprise there. Annabelle and I had gone to the hot springs. We had a whole ass day, but I go in we're all sitting in a circle on wooden yoga blocks. I'm like, this cannot be comfortable for anyone else because like it is not comfortable for me, like wooden yoga blocks. And later down the line in the training, I got comfortable and it's just like oh, so much growth and progress and evolution. But we're all sitting in a circle and we had to introduce ourselves. Where do we come from? And what's our intention with coming into the yoga training? And my intention has actually been about like building confidence in my voice, just saying what I wanna say and what comes from the heart and really just sticking with it. 
and not feeling like, oh my God, is this embarrassing? But then, then I had a tarot card reading that was like, blew me out of the water. And I was like, okay, I'm letting go of this narrative that I have an annoying voice or that like, I shouldn't be confident or that I should be shy or keep my mouth shut. So that's what I entered the training with. Like, I want to build my confidence with my voice. And I think I did. Like, I still have a lingering feeling of anxiety with thinking about posting these interviews that I did. I'm like, did I talk too much? Should I have not laughed as much? Or maybe I should have asked more questions or listened more. You know, like, there's always a critique. But I think it'll be interesting to edit these episodes from a place of everything that I've done has already happened and everything that I've done is great in the way that it is and I can't change it. So I think it's fair to say that I have gotten a little bit more confident with my voice through this yoga training. There was so much that we did, but it wasn't the thing that happened overnight. By the end of the training, I'm like, oh my God, is everyone else feeling the same way as I am? Like, it's over. We did it. It's done. The time has passed. When we were having a graduation ceremony, we were all sitting in the shala, which is where we practice yoga. And I'm like, at one point in our lives, like four weeks ago, five weeks ago, this was just a promotional picture on the site you know this was just like a vision and now it's happening and so all of this felt like overnight but it really wasn't because it was like a month dedicated to really working on yourself and looking at yourself internally and being like okay what what is going on inside so I've been home for a week officially a week and one day now and by the time that this episode comes out it's going to be two weeks And I think one thing that I'm kind of like struggling with, but also trying to just like ground and be like, no, it's okay. What's gonna stay with you and stick is what you need and what you can handle right now. Because that's one of the lessons that I think I also learned like throughout this training that there's so much information coming at you, but you can't take everything. Even though I have notes on literally every single word that some teachers have said, Like, I will only be able to really integrate what I can in this moment, if that makes any sense. I definitely started the journey super judgmental. Because day one, I'm already fucking crying. I'm like crying, introducing myself. Like, I just want to be confident in my voice. Like, meanwhile, no one else is crying. Everyone's like smiling happy. And I'm like, why the fuck is no one else crying? So this was a struggle that I had week one. Just like ready to get vulnerable, ready to trauma dump, have group therapy with everyone. And I'm like, everyone here is totally going to be on the same page as me. And this is going to be amazing. And it was very quickly that I learned. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't learn this. But this is something that I experienced and then later on learned the lesson. I experienced this disappointment in the process because I'm like, genuinely, this is how I felt and I don't feel this way anymore. This was just all a part of my journey. And it's a good thing to like reflect on and I want to be transparent about just how I felt and where 
my feelings were at and how they evolved. So yeah, at the beginning, I was like super judgmental of everyone and was just thinking, why is no one else crying and really feeling these intense feelings that I'm having because this is really moving me. People must not be putting in the same amount of effort as I am and must not be taking things as seriously as I am. And what a waste of time was kind of like my perspective on everything. And it made me just so not in the present and so unfocused with my own process because I was like over here judging everyone else not doing the same thing as I was but really was I even focused about my own journey and so I think it was interesting to start off in that light of being like wow I'm not gonna get close to anyone because no one else here is like crying with me one girl was like I really want to get in touch with my emotional side and then I'm like well if she wants to get in touch with her emotional side like why isn't she crying then what's going on You know, like she's not putting in the work, but really like that's not the truth at all. And she was definitely putting in the work and we all were putting in the work, but we all do it in our own different ways, which leads me to lesson number one. I wrote down so many fucking lessons, you guys. Lesson number one is everyone is on their own individual journey just as much as you are on your own. So while paying attention to yourself, pay attention to what goes on around you. So this little lesson didn't come until a few weeks later when one of our teachers who taught, at first it was called arts and shamanism, but then the teacher was like, listen, shaman don't call themselves shaman, so we're changing the name. I don't know to what yet, but it's no longer called arts and shamanism. We can call it like healing arts. So the teacher was named Marcella. Shout out, Marcella. I freaking love you. And I really look up to you. And I appreciate all of your wisdom and your knowledge that you imparted on me. So we ended up doing a San Pedro hike, which was separate from the yoga training. And San Pedro is a cactus that has hallucinogenic purposes. I'm reading from the internet. (laughs) and it's really good for healing the thing about ecuador is that there's a huge connection to like indigenous communities and that was like a major part of the training with marcella like she came four times i think to teach us about the healing arts her and her partner Josep lead power hikes with san pedro like a san pedro power hike and it's just like this very sacred and ceremonial journey that you go on and they have ties to indigenous communities so it was like a super special way to do it and everyone it was so awesome like 11 of us were down and I was like damn we are we're we all want to do it and now that I look back on it I'm like that's so fucking cool by the end of it we were just like we just went through a goddamn journey together and it was so fun and so deep feeling and leading up to it I was like oh my god what if I throw up what if I cry what if I ruin everyone's experience because I have a bad reaction to it and I was just like so anxious but going into it Marcella was like 
Come up with an intention that you want to have. And so after journaling and reflecting and being like, what if I ruin it for everyone and everything like that? I realized that I was coming from a perspective of what everyone else thought of me. And so it was culminating into this realization that I don't trust myself and I don't love myself for anything that happens, good or bad. So my intention was self-acceptance. And throughout the process, I just felt so chilled out and grounded. It was almost like the San Pedro was telling me, just put your feet into the ground and earth. At some point, we were all barefoot. We were eating mangoes. God, it was just the best time ever. Like, it was so wholesome. It had so many lessons, but it was so fun, and it was so bonding for everybody. And... It really was a journey. We started walking from our place that we were living at to the meeting spot at 8.30, I want to say. And we didn't end the hike until like 7.30. And we ended up at a hot springs. And it was just so fucking incredible. I don't have enough time to explain the experience that we had because so much went down. And... I think to just tie this all back to the story that I was originally telling you about with being so judgmental of everyone in the beginning. The day before that we went on this hike with Marcella, she was prepping us. Like, if you start to feel any sort of way, just remember what your intention is. Go back to yourself, but also look around you because everyone else is going through their individual process and let them be. And then also ground yourself. Where are you in this world? Where are you right now? Like you're in Ecuador, you're walking around. Look at the beauty that surrounds you. Where's the north, the south, the east, and the west? And I think like having this experience took me back to this moment of, wow. I think after I realized that I was judging everyone, I was like, okay, I need to take a step back from this thought and stop judging everyone because like that's not... Like, it just isn't good. Like, it wasn't, like, good for me. It wasn't good for anyone. And, like, my energy probably carried that. And people probably felt that from me. And, like, that wasn't the energy that I wanted to carry. So being able to, like, hear these words from Marcella about, like, everyone is in their own individual process. Like, not everything is fucking about me. People aren't crying because that's not the way that they process. That's how I process. That's my own individual way. So... That was a great lesson in the whole situation of not judging everyone and learning to just chill and accept myself because Marcella also gave me this like amazing just like motherly but stern talking to which was along the lines of you seem to be so confused and you don't need to be because you already know what you need to know. It was so funny because I think I was trying to hype her up being like, you have so many gifts to offer the world. And she was like, listen, we don't have things to offer. We're not offering things to the world. We have a purpose. And I was like, God damn, that is so powerful. And then I let her talk because she also told me that I need to listen. And all of these things might sound really harsh to hear, but in the moment I was like, damn, I need to hear this. And I need to know this deeply in my heart that like, this is how it is. So it was like, you have a purpose. Let the universe guide you. Be open to where it's going to lead you. 
but get grounded in a good purpose. And another thing that she said that was so incredible. We need good people, good purposes, and good tools. They're needed in this world of destruction. That really hit me. And these things have stayed with me because they're so powerful. These things that were told to me that were like, stop being so insecure, get your fucking shit together. You are here and there's a reason. And I think we could all learn from that. And I just really appreciated this conversation that needed to happen when she was starting to talk to me I was like oh my god I'm having deja vu Marcella this has happened to me before and she was like good because you need to hear it right now so anyways if you ever get an opportunity to do this with Marcella you 110% should and I want to go back and do it again like with Blake or something because my heart was also really yearning for his love in this time and that's so great because Listen, being six years into a relationship and meeting when we were so young, it's like we're at this time in our lives where we're like, okay, we love each other and we're literally family at this point, but also we're so young. So like there's just a lot of questioning that comes with being in a relationship for so long and being so young. And it's like that was just such a nice feeling to have to be like damn I really wish Blake was here with me right now and he would really love this and enjoy this there was also a crazy moment on the trip where I had made this vision board as my screensaver for my phone of Ecuador and we came to this point where we were overlooking these two mountains converging into a valley and it was starting to drizzle and it was so misty in this valley area out in the distance and we stopped and I just cried because I'm like oh my god it's so beautiful and how lucky are we to be here right now and I think the other thing that not only the San Pedro hike taught me but like this whole yoga teacher training taught me was how to be in the present and not let time affect me because like we had done so much and seen and experienced and felt a lot of different things in one day and the concept of time felt like nothing and there were just so many moments that happened within this time frame so that's what I really liked about this whole thing was the release of time something that I also don't have the best relationship with especially when I'm back at home is feeling rushed and feeling like I don't have enough time, that I'm not doing things at a certain pace. And it was just nice to not have a sense of time in a way and to not be rushed from here to there, which I will take that back because we were going from yoga class to breakfast to class to lunch back to class, then to yoga, then to dinner. It was back to back to back. And it was kind of a rush in this time. We had a schedule, but I think overall this concept of time, why are we constantly in this rush to get somewhere? Because it'll all get done. And I do think that there's a balance between taking your time and really being present and enjoying everything. And then also like, okay, we do need to get this thing done. So there's a balance and it's everyone's responsibility to figure it out. A nice little story that my teacher Veronica 
told me one night was at some point in time, it's like a little tale. At some point in time, there was a master and he told his prodigy, protege? He told his person that was working under him to carry this bowl of oil around the city and to not spill a drop of it. But he also needed to see everything within the city. And so how did he do it? He walked really slowly and took in everything. And then he came back with nothing falling out. I'm sure the story is way better and way more cohesive, but that's what I was left with. So Vero, if you want to chime in and tell me the real story, I can add it to another episode. Because I definitely did not do it justice. So other lessons. We also did this type of yoga called kundalini and that shit was insane. We were so far away from any sort of civilization. So we were just kind of isolated. Like we could walk into town, which would take like an hour. But for the most part, like we were just there on the farm living, doing yoga, eating and going to sleep and studying and it was really nice and so yeah we were sober the whole time until the last week when we found out someone had weed so then we were just high the last week shout out to the stoner squad um just revealing everything in this podcast so basically yeah we were sober and kundalini is all about magic Honestly, I don't do it justice. I have an episode with the Kundalini teachers and her husband. So we'll get to hear about that from them directly. But basically, it's a style of yoga and there's a lot of breath work and chanting and not as much asana, which is like the physical practice, but more breath work and chanting and and all this crazy shit. And I feel like I learned so much about myself through that type of yoga and... We had this intense activity where we got split up into two different groups. One side was on one end of the shala, the other was on the other end. And we were paired up and I got paired up with this woman named Nikki. And you have to walk for 10 minutes straight with music, but no talking. At the beginning, we were all like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Like, we just walk, you know? And we were all just like, what's going to happen? A little bit nervous and anxious because like, we're just walking. We're just totally open to this experience. And then we meet in the middle. And I looked Nikki in the eyes and I was just starting to bawl because her confidence in her eyes. She's a 62-year-old woman who's doing fucking headstands and yoga and doing so much shit, like dealing with us 20-year-olds who are the age of her children and eating soup for one month for dinner but I looked into her eyes and there was like a part of me that I felt was gone or missing or not there and I had this feeling of like oh my god that is what it's like to have a mom to have like this woman you know like this woman who is not to be fucked with someone who's so certain in themselves and It felt intimidating to me to stare at someone who is such a presence. Yeah, and it just gave me this feeling of like, man, this is what a mom represents. Strength and confidence. And it was just like this feeling that I had never had. 
And one of my 2024 intentions is to connect with my womanhood. And instead of trying so hard to really understand what am I learning from this and clinging on to it, I just had this feeling of the lesson of what my mom and womanhood, like what it's going to be for me. Nicole, just chill and let it happen. Because trying to psychoanalyze and force this lesson, it's not going to work. Which is something that I've previously done constantly. Like, you guys know I go to therapy and I love to psychoanalyze. And I think it can come at an expense of like, this is too much. And I think Ecuador has taught me that sometimes my personality needs to just chill. And I need to just chill. It's a great segue into this other lesson that I've learned throughout the training so in our rooms we didn't have a mirror in our bathroom no mirrors in the shala where we practiced yoga there was a mirror in the main house bathroom but anytime I looked in there I'm like oh my god this is what I look like I forgot so it was really nice to detach from my identity or what we call in yoga the ego and I've always been one to be like what the fuck does the ego mean everyone throws this shit out there and it's like what does ego mean And ego is, I guess, this is my understanding. And again, someone correct me if I need to add on or if I'm wrong. But ego is this idea of who we are on the physical level or how we identify ourselves. And so it was just crazy to detach from these things that I felt like this is who I am. Especially at the beginning when you realize no one knows who you are or the things that you do at home. And when you're trying to get to know people, it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm a florist. I have a podcast. I live in California. I travel. I do this. I do that. I have a cat. I have a dog. I have a boyfriend. All of these things that like describe us. Again, talking about this evolution of who I am from the beginning to the end. Like at the beginning, I was trying so hard to tell everybody who I was and really show everyone and hanging on to this idea and trying to advocate to everyone who I was or what I did because it was a way for me to say who I was in this world. What value do I have? What do I contribute to this world? And telling people where I stand instead of just observing where I'm at and then kind of just like stepping in when I need to. I think that's a big difference from previous training Nicole to now Nicole. I don't want to fight for like who or what I contribute in this world. I just want it to naturally happen and organically be put out there because it doesn't feel good for me to be like, oh, my name is Nicole, I'm 27 years old and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, what else? Oh, I used to struggle so much with having a routine, but if you need help on a routine, go to fucking yoga school because that shit will straighten you up. Like you wake up at 6 a.m. and go straight to yoga. And now that's what I'm trying to incorporate in my daily routine. Wake up, do yoga at 6 p.m. before dinner, do yoga, and kind of like have my life revolve around it in a way. And I think I've been able to balance it, hopefully, I think. We also were vegan the whole month and 
at first we were like all gonna starve <laughs> we were all like only soup is for dinner like oh my god as somebody who's already so skinny not by choice if anyone like if you know me personally you know how much food I eat like constantly this woman yesterday at a coffee shop that I went to actually super side note she just like randomly says to me I will never be as skinny as you and I'm like wait what like who says this shit like what am I supposed to say to this anyways it was like so funny and my point about talking about weight and skinniness (laughs) yeah no I thought I was gonna die and like become disheveled luckily there was this girl who was like we need more food we're (laughs) all gonna starve like something on the side at least so thank god for her because she really she really held the group and if it wasn't for her speaking up like I wouldn't have I would have been so nervous too and I probably would have cried to have that conversation so that's maybe another lesson at first I did not like being with the big group because going back to the no one's breaking down and having these emotional trauma dumps like fuck this by the end I was like wow it is so beautiful to see the best light in everybody around me And to take pieces of what I find really strong and beautiful and confident in them and integrate it into my life. And just like the love and the community that was built between all of us by the end of it, like at the end of our training, oh my God, I didn't even tell you about the Temescal. That'll be maybe for a different time. But at the end of the training, we all went to this hostel together in Quito. It was just so funny to see everyone in the real world. I think we were all a little like shell-shocked after being away for so long. And this hostel was huge with this rooftop bar and balcony. And we were just like, what's going on? But my point to this is everyone just had something positive and great to say to each other and I think it was so beautiful to get to know a group of people within such a short amount of time and let each other be and I think that's my lesson from being super judgmental to just let everyone be because I'm constantly talking about not being judgmental but then find myself being in a judgmental perspective so Basically, I thought I was all healed and holy and then I come into this situation and I'm like, holy fuck, I have so much work to do and I probably still have more work to do on this sort of realm, but now I have better tools and I think the best tool that I got from a yoga practice, because I know I've been telling you everything except yoga the best tools that I learned about yoga wasn't the physical practice but it was about the breath and what like asana truly means which is to be in like a comfortable position because before yoga to me was like a workout and how can I make these moves look really seamless and beautiful instead of closing my eyes tuning in and being like okay my shoulder feels off why let me position it this way how about this what feels comfortable So I'm super grateful for the body awareness aspect of the yoga training and it's a lesson to connect to the body 
I also love to dance now because so many times throughout the training, we closed our eyes and just moved our bodies to music and it was so great. Yeah, that's all I have to say right now. Thank you so much for everyone who was on this journey with me at the farm, but also on this episode of Getting Off Track with N. Teddy. I am officially back and I can't wait to share all of these conversations that I had with people throughout my time in Ecuador. I'm also just really excited to see the growth that I experienced in Ecuador like translate into my life here. I really do feel like this path of healing or healing myself is the way that I'm going to be happy in my life and I'm so happy that I have discovered it honestly and I am so grateful that I have this place to share my feelings and my thoughts about life and things and I'm excited because I think I want to do like little meditations on the podcast I really resonate with them I love to sit breathe and like get in touch with myself and help other people do that. I also think I want to post some videos of me teaching yoga just to practice. I do want to teach. I love teaching. At the end, like the last week, you either did a solo teaching or you partnered up with someone and you taught a class to everyone. I had a partner. Shout out to my roomie again, Aline. We ended up doing a yoga sequence together and it was just so nice like it felt really empowering and powerful to guide people through a practice that connected them to themselves and just breathed because we don't do that enough and honestly even being back home for such a short amount of time like it's so easy to lose but it's also a practice and I think that yoga has taught me that life is a fucking practice and that we're never going to be perfect, that the more you practice, the easier that it gets, but there's always room for improvement. And you know what? Another thing that I'm super excited about is also hosting events to connect to yourself and heal yourself. And I just feel like there's so much opportunity to expand on these ideas that I've had about like what to do with my life so I'm excited to execute and with that I will end this episode thank you so much for listening I don't think I cursed a single time this episode which I'm going to be very cautious about now that I'm a yoga teacher I need to be putting my best foot forward um which is another little side note. One of my teachers was like, as yogis, we should be kissing the ground. And we learned about Bada which is like how to engage your foot. And I just thought that was really nice because everyone should be kissing the ground, not just yogis, like all of us. And to be honest, like all of us are yogis. Whatever yogi means, I think just being a human, I think we can all be more sacred with our lives, kissing the ground and being intentional. Where was I going with this? I think I was just saying goodbye, but giving you like a little other side note tip about yoga teacher training. And 
Tune in next week. I haven't decided what I'm going to post as like my first interview because I don't know if I should do it chronologically or what. So just tune in next week because it'll be interesting no matter what. And join the ride with me for this journey of my Ecuadorian tour. Um, And it's so good to be back. Thank you. This has gone on for far too long. And I will see you all next week. Bye.